For me, what makes really good sex is foreplay. Suck a dick. Eat some ass. Lick my nipples. Suck on my neck. Rub on my back. Squeeze my neck. Something. But personally, my style of fucking is tan as shit. Uh, like, I'm a porn star or I got an OnlyFans page or something. <laughs> uh, some people say I look innocent and I turn around and fuck their brains out and they'd be surprised. But I like it like that, you know, because it keeps people on their toes. What's up, lovers and friends? Welcome to Lovers and Friends, the podcast. My name is Shan Boudram, and I am a sexologist who's been working as a public figure educator for 15 years. Your girl's got a degree in psychology, a certification as a sexologist, a diploma in print journalism, and my crazy ass decided that while I'm raising a baby, I was going to go back for my master's. All that to say, I am devoted to this intimacy education life. And as a result, I've had the pleasure of talking about sex and relationships a lot of cool places like Demi Lovato's podcast and possibly your mom's high school. Go Saints, go. But this podcast, this one's real special to me because it's where I bring everything that I know and people that I genuinely admire together in one place. Oh, fun fact. This week, I'm reporting to you from the Caribbean where I'll be living for a month working on a sexy sex ed project. But you already know that I'm making time to podcast because this is my joy. Which, while we're on the topic of time, can you please take a second to go and rate this podcast on Apple? So what's unique about podcasts is there's no view there's no likes. So other than the rating system, there is no other way for the world to know that there are some people out there who really stand by this work. And if you're a new stander, welcome. This is actually the last episode before we dive into the double digits. And if you've been standing here with me for the other nine, first of all, shout out to you. And second of all, you know that we start each show with a question. And today's question is a riddle. So what do you a gay man and a wetter, hotter, harder, crazier, cooler sex life all have in common. I have two uh, gay dude neighbors and we share a bedroom wall. And yo, they fuck, dude. They fuck, dude. It is impressive. They fuck hard and a lot. Sometimes, like, I'll just cheer them on. I'll be like, be aggressive. Be Now, according to my most recent demographics report, at this point, you might be thinking a couple of things. One, I have no clue what I can learn from a gay man about sex because two, I'm not a man who has sex with men. But I assure you, listener, if you indulge me for the next 45-ish minutes, you might just leave this episode. Then Naomi Campbell, scratch that, Deshaun Wesley strut into the best sex of your life. Now give it to me, give it to me, yeah. Give it to me how, give it to me where. Give it to me ooh, give it to me ow. Cat, 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 right now. So let's back up and give a little origin story to this episode. So a couple of months ago, I reached out to Jade Fox, a queer lifestyle creator best known for her comedy and pop culture commentary on YouTube. So I asked Jade if she'd be a guest on this podcast. And furthermore, what would she love to talk about if she were a guest? And Jade said that she wanted to talk about lesbians watching gay porn. And to that, I said, Fuck yeah! I was excited about this topic for a few reasons. Number one, I think it's unexpected and fresh, and I love fresh perspectives. Two, I know a ton of straight women who only watch lesbian porn. So lesbians watching gay porn was intriguing to me. But as me and Jay chatted throughout the interview, I realized that this episode wasn't just about lesbians watching gay porn. It was about why everyone should. Did you say there's something else that you learned from gay porn? Being vocal, 
I realize I also want to shake and shout. I want this ass banging a little bit while I'm doing my thing, you know? Granted, if you are a straight person, likely a straight man listening to this, you might be thinking to yourself, I don't buy it. What could I possibly learn about my pleasure potential from watching two or more men pleasure each other? And to that, I proudly present to you my favorite sound bites from a mini interview that I am blessed to have done with Halo Carter and Mauricio, who are the hosts of the podcast. How's your head, child? What people can learn from watching two men have sex with one another is how to do it correctly. So the perfect blowjob for me would definitely be getting it hard through the getting it hard first. Hopefully they got a jock strap on. Take off the jock strap. Lick the thigh a little bit. You can put some toes in your mouth too, and nothing wrong with that. The part between the balls and the ass, mandatory. And then you eat the ass and then you suck the dick. See, that's how the gays like it. I'm gonna let you in on a little t- I'm gonna let you in on a little tip. Gay men love getting their ass ate. That's literally better than getting your dick sucked. Eating ass relaxes that person, it opens the hole up a little bit. And if you do it good, they be like, fuck me! <laughs> fuck me now. <laughs> and if you're still not convinced that this episode could be for you, I need you to honestly consider why. Because, sis, I know, like you know, that gay men are innovators who inform a lot of our trends, styles, movements, and sayings. So, since we culturally follow their lead practically everywhere else, why are we looking away when they're intimate? The answer to that question might have to do with your lack of interest in porn overall. In such a case, you probably loved episode five of this podcast titled Porn Sucks. But maybe, if you dig a little deeper, like I did, you might realize it has to do with remnants of homophobia. Truth be told... It's only within the last seven or so years that I've ever really seen men kiss. Not because I didn't know where to look, but because I didn't want to. I'd say lines I'd heard before like, I'm all for gay people. I mean, who you want to love is not my business. I don't care. Just like what you do in the bedroom is none of my business. I don't care. But when we don't care, we don't connect. Furthermore, we lose out because when you lean out, you can't learn. And as someone like myself, who for the last 15 years has been obsessed with learning about sex, having this willful blind spot was a problem. And luckily, the solution was more delightful than I'd ever expected. In 2014, when I moved to Los Angeles and truly committed to the work that I am doing right now, I bought, you know what, fuck it, if we're being honest, I stole a gang of books about sex education. So that summer, I took a $20 bolt bus from LA to San Francisco in order to attend the Institute for Advanced Studies of Human Sexuality, where I discovered an entire floor of sex education books. Now, this is very different from a library because one, these books were completely unattended, and two, they weren't organized in any kind of way. They were just in random piles. So I used to spend my entire lunch break sifting through these piles, and if a title or a cover caught my eye, I slid it into my bag. I did this day after day until I got caught. But by that time, I had already bagged dozens of books that were waiting for me back at the spot that I was renting. And one of those books was Sex Tips for Straight Women from a Gay Man by Dan Anderson and Maggie Berman. And let me tell you something, I cracked that book open one day while I was riding the BART and did not close it again until I was finished. I still have the copy, but for this episode, I wanted to see if there was an audiobook so you could really live it with me. But unfortunately, there was no audiobook. So I am tapping in my dear friend Kevin Wade, who is my makeup artist and also happens to be the guest on the backside of this episode to read some of my fave excerpts from this book. 
Tip number one, setting the scene. You may think that a man doesn't care where he does it as long as he's doing it, but he does care when something becomes a pain or stands in the way of his good time. In this scenario, a little organization can go a long way when you're setting the scene. So have all your lotions, condominiums, lubes, toys, props, and pillows easily accessible, making sure that no momentum is lost. Tip number two, unexpected arousal spots. Kiss on his neck, nibble on his ears, and that's just a little taste, literally. But take that little tongue of yours and move it a little further down south to the most sensitive spot on his neck and throat, which is right along the line of where his whiskers disappear. Lick up and down that line with the flat part of your tongue and apply firm pressure. Then move over to where his neck meets his shoulders. But we haven't even gotten to the real surprise yet. Grab his wrists and bring them above his head. If they aren't cuffed or bound in that position already, and go to town on that armpit. Yes, bitch, I said armpit. Gay men love to go to town on this area, but disclaimer, to do this move, this bitch might need a shower real quick, because if you're eating Old Spice, that might be the end of you. I'm on a horse. Tip number three, just grab it. And when I say grab it, I mean grab that meat, grab that schmeat, grab that sausage, okay? Forget those come-hither glances and bedroom eyes. Take a deep breath amid a low, audible exhale and look in his eyes and just grab it. Your leadership will be rewarded. Once you have it in hand, remember, just because your vulva always doesn't require lubricant, his penis does. And don't worry, the lotion is close by because guess what, bitch? You were prepared for once. You did it! Congratulations! Tip number four, get your thighs involved, baby. When a gay man sits on a zik, he does so with his feet planted and goes in and out in a squatting motion. A lot of women ride with their knees, but in a squat, you can increase the range of motion and your glute strength by having your partner place his hands under your thighs so that he can control the speed and depth. Okay? <laughs> Again, that was a reading from Sex Tips for Straight Women from a Gay Man by Dan Anderson and Maggie Berman, read for you by Kevin Wade, who you're going to hear from later in this episode after I chat with Jade Fox. Now, Jade is not interested in how to make a dick light up, but she is very interested in gay porn. And after this, we're going to find out why. Jade Fox is an entertainer and cultural commentator who makes, and I quote, loads of comedic content surrounding pop culture, entertainment, and gay culture. Jade has over 15 million YouTube views and is the owner of Hill Fox, a black woman owned and operated t-shirt shop. The apparel features inclusive messaging so everyone can feel seen because Jade is passionate about making safe spaces. But to be clear, you can get roasted. Jade! That's me. What's up? What's up, friend? I am overjoyed to have you here. So to preface, I sent you an email. It was just like, whatever it is that you want to talk about, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. And you said, I want to talk about why lesbians like gay porn. Mm-hmm. Is that true or did I say that? No, I said that. Because it is such a pocket within the, the the gay community, the lesbian community. It's such a thing. And there is this theme, this thing that happens with lesbians. They just can't get enough of that gay man-on-man sex. <laughs> Cannot get enough of it. And it's such a thing. And I've been seeing more of it on TikTok. And I'm like, my whole thing is like, let's just talk about this big-ass thing that is clearly right in front of everyone's face. Is this big-ass thing a big penis? I mean... 
Do do you do you want to get into my? Let's specific- get into it. I'd love to talk about porn category categories in general because this is a thing that I get a lot of DMs about. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, um, Callie, which is a generic enough name that if you don't want me saying your business, there's many Callies. Callie DM'd me and was like, "Hey, asking for a friend, wink face. What does it mean if I watch lesbian porn? There's so many straight women." Mm-hmm. who watch lesbian porn, who are like, why do I watch this? Is this a thing? And to me, that's common knowledge that happens. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because I always say to those people, a lot of lesbians watch gay porn. Yeah. So what you watch isn't always indicative of your sexual identity, your sexual preferences, or what you even want to happen sexually. It's just about what turns you on. And it really is more speaking to what about sex turns you on. So my interpretation of why lesbians like gay porn is because they want to watch people who want to fuck each other fuck. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I feel like power play is definitely like such a thing in the gay community too, regardless of where you're at. People even like adopt them into personality traits. So like there are people who say that they're a top and take on whatever personality of a top, like whatever that is. And so I think that, you know, a lot of lesbians who watch gay porn, they want to see that power play work in front of them. And Honestly, lesbian porn, to me, as somebody who does it, it's just not not at all realistic. Oh, tell even me in why. the even in the most like realistic ways, mm-hmm. it's not realistic. Tell me why. First of all, they never foreplay long enough. They just always jump right into it and then immediately I'm like immediately no. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not I would not be ready in the situation. It's almost like I need to be on the journey along with who, whoever is in the video. So it's like, I pick who I want to be and then I need to be on that journey with you. Mm. And everything needs to happen real time. Like, don't give me no quick cuts. Don't give me no super edit. I can't even tell you the last time I really clicked on lesbian porn because the thing about it is you're not fucking in heels. The heels are clanking around. The two women, they both have the clear seven-inch heels on, trying to roll around like little tamales at 7-Eleven, how they have those little rolling things, like on the thing. Like, that, that's how it's happening. Um, everything's very slow. You don't use your whole—they're not using their whole tongues. Have you ever seen, like, a cat drink water out of a bowl? Yes. Like that's like well, cats have short-ass tongues. Yeah. Mm. It's very much that. It's just very delicate. It's very— Almost nurturing in a way. And maybe there's some psychology there behind like women who mainly have sex with men. Maybe there's some psychology stuff going on there. But yeah, when it comes to male two men having sex, you just want to see them have sex and like the fact that they're having sex and talk to each other as if two people who are enjoying having sex. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel even if I know it's performed, it still doesn't feel that way. Because the point that somebody said that when you watch lesbian porn, most of the time they're straight women who are told to do a lesbian scene. But if you're more than likely a gay man in a gay porn scene is because you want to have sex with other men. Yes. Yes. I also think that that it feels more real just based off the fact that. I mean, I see two women make out walking down the street, you know, if I'm if I'm at Mardi Gras. I could see that. Mm. Uh, At any point, I can see two women being intimate. Uh, Whereas, and I know that that's more socially acceptable in society's eyes. And so with men, I know that there is more struggle there, more of an obstacle there. And so when I'm seeing it, it feels more real because I know somebody wouldn't just do it just because, even though gay for pay is a thing. Yeah. 
I don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. I would like to. I would like to ask some questions. But there's so many more barriers that you have to overcome to say yes to that. Whereas, yeah, it's not a big deal for a woman to be like, yeah, I'll do that if mm-hmm. the money is right. Yep. All right. Walk me through your favorite gay porn. Set the scene for me. Like when you click and you're like, this is the one that I want to watch. What happens? That big old BBC and a fat ass has to be a part of the equation. If they could be on any of the parts, any of the parts. I was talking about that with a porn director that people want to see themselves in porn, right? So a mm-hmm. big part of wanting diversity and equality and representation in porn is that people are like, I don't even see anybody who looks like me. And so I asked her, I'm like, yo, how, is import- how important is it that people get to see themselves in porn? She's like 50-50. It is important because you need to know that you're fuckable mm-hmm. and you need to see yourself receiving pleasure and being desired and being adored. And you need to have that affirmation that it's not only people who look a certain way who should be having sex or who um, are worthy of sex. But also you need to watch porn that has nothing to do with you so that you learn one and two, you're inspired and three, that you can see humanity in its like full breadth. Because mm-hmm. porn is an opportunity to connect with people in a way that you arguably would never else get to. Actually, you know what? I don't prefer uh, like gang activity, <laughs> like any type of like situation where there's really, really more than just two people. It's not for me because I immediately start seeing the, the third person and I feel like they just I, I get anxiety for them because mm. I start thinking like, damn, am I getting enough? Do I need to touch something? Put my hand over here. Wait, hold this. You know, and I'm like, that's what I start <laughs> thinking about in my head. Because you're in the scene. Because I'm in the scene. you got to pick somebody, choose your own character. You're that person. Yes. Choose your own adventure. And now you can't focus on your pleasure because you're focused on equality. Mm-hmm. You're a yes. good person. You're a good person. Yes. Yes. And yeah. And when it comes to like, uh, do you know what book? You know what a bukkake is. You know what? I'm going to say this. It's a word that people throw around a lot. I actually don't think, I think <gasps> I've looked it up and I think I knew, you know, like when someone tells you how to, like what, what the word corpulent means and you know it in the moment and then later on you're like, what does that word mean again? Mm-hmm. So that's what I think it is. I'm going to think, okay, I think it's two Asian women and a cup. Nope. <laughs> it's not that. That's so specific. I know a bukkake to be, and I know that this is something that's more like prevalent in like the gay male world, but I know a bukkake to be when like a ring of people like come on someone's face. Okay. I don't think I've ever spoken about this so explicitly before. So this is a a moment for me right now. I don't even necessarily, the BBC doesn't have to be a part of it. I just need to see some type of insertion Mm. because, you know, when I do watch porn, like I said, I like to choose who do I want to be? Um, and I have noticed that initially when I have those feelings of horniness, it's more of a dominant kind of, let me see how far I can go. Let me see how, how many buttons I can push. It's almost like a, like a game mm-hmm. in a way. And the power play is very important to you, mm-hmm. even within self, right? Mm-hmm. Let me ask the other side of these questions. So are you attracted to gay men? Feminine. Yes. Feminine men, yes. I realized over the pandemic, the I did not know this. It's new. It's new. I I realized that it's not women that I'm attracted to. It's just femininity that I'm attracted to. And although, like, penetrative sex may not be for me, 
There's so many other things that you can do. Oh, so many. There's so many other things that you can do. And so, like, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, it was probably TikTok or some shit. So I probably, like, saw a transition and got the little googly eyes at some guy with blonde waves and was like, mm. <laughs> I might give it to you free. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So are you watching porn or gay porn being like, I would actively participate in this scene or are you watching it? Like this represents what I like about sex. I would never want to be in this scene. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't want to be there. I don't even want to be there to watch it. But there's something, like I said, that knowing that it's transactional, it's the right amount of distance. Um, And I also feel like it, because it's so different than the sex that I actually have, I feel like I'm able to fantasize a bit more um, and my imagination can go a bit further. Mm, I love that point. Than when I watch two lesbians. Because when you watch two lesbians, you're focused on comparing. Right. And when you're watching gay porn, you have no reference points. You're just experiencing. Mm -hmm. That could be a really interesting aha for, I think, people who watch lesbian porn and want to know why they're attracted to it. Because yeah. it is very difficult to watch if you're heterosexual and you watch heterosexual porn the entire time. You're like, I don't like that. I don't want that. I wouldn't, I've never experienced that. I don't want to experience that. And there's a let yes. go-ness that happens when you're a voyeur, mm-hmm. like a genuine voyeur, not somebody who could actually see themselves like joining the party. Right. Yeah. I can't watch heterosexual sex. I just can't. Oh, intri- let's ask, let's talk about that. I can't. Why is that? Why does that same rule not apply to watching heterosexual sex? Honestly, I just need to get off Twitter. That's really all that it is. Because I will read a thread about how a man said something about how women's bangs should be set up in the world and what she should be doing and what jobs she should be having. I think I just ruin straight men for me Mm. by the conversations that I read online. Um, But when it comes to gay men, and I will say... I can't do too, like, burr, like too burly men. I can't. Mm. It's, like, no. (laughs) It sounds like they're building a patio. Like, I can't, (laughs) like, I, there needs to be, like, an element of softness and then someone can be a grunter, but I can't do two grunters. I can't do two, like. You need one. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Just the one. How has watching gay porn made you a better lesbian lover? Ooh. I would say that it's made me more um, vocal. I love that. That's the one thing I've noticed about Ebony. I hate calling anything with black people in porn Ebony. But black black porn is they're just way more vocal than when I see two white people having sex and porn and it does it for me. And so, but there was like a hurdle when I was like, Ooh, I like this. I want to bring this into my own sex life, but I feel cringy. Um, But seeing, I guess just like seeing it over and over again and just kind of knowing what the cues are, I introduced it and it just ended up working. And so there are certain things that I have like adopted from gay male sex. What are those things? Being vocal is definitely number well, like, one. Can you like expand that? Like, what are the phrases? How does it sound? If people want to learn, just a lot of cussing. Can you give me an example? No, no. <laughs> I don't know if I can, but a lot of cussing and a lot of uh, no questions. 
No questions. No questions. No, do you like that? No, is it mine? I just like very direct, this is mine. Mm. Fuck. I'm giving you really bad examples right now, <laughs> but it's because I'm uncomfortable. But just know that in the time and place, that is what happens. Mm. So it's not necessarily instructive. It's more based around power play. Yes. Okay. Like, I am assuming that you are enjoying this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk to you like that. Because you have the conversations around what you do like outside of the bedroom? Mm-hmm. And I think that that is another thing. It's like, I call myself someone who's verse or a switch. So I can top or bottom, doesn't matter. And one thing that I have taken from gay men is the power in bottoming. Just the the fact that that can be a power position to be in when you are bottoming or what is like seemingly um, like submissive. Like there's power in that. And Tell you can more. use... Does bottoming mean in your sexual dynamic being pegged? It just means... Being you strapped, are, sorry. Any th- Why is it that it's being strapped and then it's being pegged? <laughs> what It's the same activity. So... It is. You're right. It is the same. It's just, you know, with men, with when a woman does it to a man, it's just called pegging. I don't know the specifics behind how that came to be. But mm. yeah, it's either way, it's a strap strap going in the back. Yeah. Or the front. But yeah, I love like being sensual and sexual in ways that aren't just through topping because it makes me feel even sexier. Ooh. It makes me feel like at this point, surrender. Because no matter what you do, I know how to control the ship. And so really, this is just, so me being versus really me just being a professional top where I've just found out ways to control the situation <laughs> regardless of which position I'm in. Yeah, you're at the bottom, but you're still on top. Yes. That's really hot. Yeah. I think that's ultimate power play. Mm-hmm. People often say that too when it comes to like BDSM and the dominant submissive, that the, it's the submissive who's actually the dominant one, because they're the ones who say what does and doesn't happen. And it's their pleasure that's the focal point of the activity. Right. So did you say there's something else that you learned from gay porn? Being vocal, the power in being a bottom. Oh, showing my ass. So you know what a strap is, but there's like different types of harnesses and they have like the underwear harnesses that have the little hole in the front. And then they have like the assless harnesses. I used to wear the little briefs with the hole in the front. I realized I also want to shake and shout. I want this ass banging a little bit while I'm doing my thing, you know? And so now I wear the the assless ones because through watching porn, I was like, oh, visually, like even though I'm not actively doing something with my butt, you know, Mm. just the fact that it's not, I have a B cup booty. Mm. I wouldn't expect that because you got massive boobs. Yeah. So for some reason, I thought it was just full body, yaddy, yaddy. I mean, I w- maybe it's giving like C plus mm-hmm. some days, um, but I have a little bit back there. And so I was like, I feel like C plus. That's a big jump from B. It is because sometimes I'd be looking at it. I'd be like C plus. I'll, do you want me to just let you know I right mean, now? Okay. These are cargo pants though. So it's very hard to tell. They're cargo pants. I need to see the top. Shout out to Jade for coming through on this podcast and just giving such a bomb ass topic and just being bomb in general. If you want to hear more from Jade because she is funny and incredible, make sure you follow her on Instagram at I am Jade Fox or check out her YouTube channel. You're not going to regret it. So to bring this podcast home, I ask a couple of gay men what they think about being sexual educators to women. We'll get to that 
right after this. And we're back. Didn't you miss me? So to take this conversation further, I invited two gay men to the pod to reflect on Jay's interview and the topic at hand. One is Kevin Wade, a celebrity makeup artist who's worked with me on shows like Makeup or Breakup, on Facebook Watch, Sexology for Quibi, and X-Rated with Andy Cohen for Peacock, and so much more. Kevin and I are also joined by Javante Rose, a model, influencer, author, and lifestyle expert who, fun fact, we met on the set of X-Rated with Andy Cohen. And something about him made me feel like he'd be perfect for this episode. So let's see if I'm right. Kevin! Javante, let's talk about buttholes. Wow. (laughs) Everybody has one. Everybody does have one. I don't know. I don't know about date. I don't know. (laughs) According to Twitter, everyone (laughs) So essentially, if you guys listened to the clip just before, so my friend Jade was on, and Jade was saying that lesbians, a lot of lesbians exclusively watch man-on-man porn. And the reason is, is because you can learn a lot Mm -hmm. from man-on-man porn. And so I thought, why don't I bring some men who have sex with men on the podcast and I get it straight from the, the dog's man. mouth. You know, right, For lack right, of a better term. Right. The dog is the horse's mouth. Shit, sorry. Or the horse's mouth. Straight from, from the, the horse's horse mouth. Okay. Your filthy, filthy mouth. <laughs> so if you were to just boil it down to an answer, what is it that gay men do during sex that people should copy and paste? When you think about it, like, from a woman's perspective, having sex with a man and, like, getting fucked by a man or, like, having that love and that intercourse with somebody, the man takes that control. So if you have two men that are doing that same thing that are in control, it's like a whole... It's like a bigger thing, you know? That's what I feel. Because you have a man that is powering something and you have another man that's powering something a straight woman looks for a man that gives her power so if a man and a man are doing something together I feel like that brings more of a power to that sexual oh because it's more masculine kind of is that what you're not even just being about masculine Good, you're though. confused too this is Little helpful baby <laughs> um, and no, you it, the <laughs> Not even just masculine. It's just like a man and a man. It's just like when a lot of lesbians or straight couple, some straight couples do watch gay porn. Mm. It's because of that power of the man and the dick, like going inserting like another man. Mm. It's that one second of power that that man has. I can see it from the standpoint of like the ultimate surrender. Right. Because then like it is letting somebody overpower you, but at the same time, you're also taking the power from somebody else. Like right. it's yeah. two powerful, it's two kings, right? Two lions. Two, and one's exactly. giving up. And yeah. What's really funny, what I found was interesting about what you said about there being two powerful people in the room and the dynamic that that creates is Jade was saying that what she likes about gay porn is that gay men really understand power dynamics in the bedroom. But I think about tops and bottoms as being really clearly defined roles. Yeah, it's defined. Is it too yeah. defined, it's or too is it defined. like you're saying, where even though there's different defined roles, there's still equal power coming into the sexual experience? I feel like it kind of makes it. I don't want to say more normal, but it kind of just breaks it down for what you and Jared kind of do. You know what I mean? It's like still kind of like the male-female role or 
people know what you're doing with whom, you know? The top is doing what the top does. The bottom is doing what the bottom does. And sometimes... At that, at that point in time. At that point because in time. Because roles can always flip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that there's less gender roles in gay sex? Or mm-hmm. Gender rules? Gender rules. rules. Actually, I actually prefer... Gender rules probably the better way of saying it. So, yeah. like, a gender rule would be the woman screams, the man doesn't. Or the masculine screams and the, the feminine is other way around. The masculine's quiet, the feminine screams. So mm-hmm. is there more of a sense of like, we're just two people here to have a great time together? Mm. Or is there more rules and roles? So I don't think <laughs> that there are gender roles with gay men because Correct. within gay men, there's kind of like, I mean, I do think that there are in top bottom mm-hmm. kind of situations, but even within like top gay men, there are feminine qualities as well. So I feel like he'll be back there and be like, huh, mm. And doing like his whole thing too. Right, you know what I mean? Like, so that's what I think. It's just open. Like, it's so like sporadic yeah. where it's just like gay, the the gay community like has no rules when it comes to that sexual thing. And that's probably pretty freeing. I actually don't know what it's like to enter into a sexual relationship where there's not all these expectations. Yeah. Where you get to create based on the individuals and decide like, hey, and I love what you said, Kev, because it's true. Everyone's got masculine and feminine qualities. Correct, yeah. And maybe you exaggerate it for fun, for role playing, but you also know in the very next scene or after the movies, Mm -hmm. those can switch. So there's still freedom to be yourself during sex. Yeah. Which leads me to a question because a lot of straight men try to stifle their orgasm. Mm-hmm. So they don't let it go. So obviously, if you watch they want to keep going and going and going and going. But I think Some it's also them. a little bit of like shame and repression. Mm. Because when you see women, you know, orgasm, they're all, ah, ah, It's ah. fake. But it's, I mean, even for me, I let myself do it. It's ah, a real, like, I let myself go there. But I feel like for straight men, they're like, it's not manly if I let myself go there. Yeah. But when I watch gay porn, they let themselves go there because they want their partner to see like I enjoy this there's pleasure in that and plus you can do it again you're gonna moan if you have that feeling inside you you're going to let it the fuck up they ain't gonna be like no hide this shit you know what I'm saying but there is I used to have a partner who was dead silent really like I wouldn't even Maybe know. Maybe because he had to moan more than you. And he didn't want he didn't want you to know that. Or I'm maybe fucking he thought it would be, more than this one. Maybe or maybe he thought it would be like a fem you would think it was feminine and yeah. more feminine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's wow, that was what I was. And he's trying like, to say I don't want too, her yeah. telling these bitches I'm gay. <laughs> that's, right. that's probably exactly what it, it was. It could be it could be that, but like I think if you have to moan, if you gotta do what you gotta do, like let it out. Ah, let's fucking do it. You know, <laughs> I don't do that, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let me give you an scary. example. No, no. Ah, yeah. <laughs> do you feel like you have freedom to be yourself during sex? Absolutely. Oh, I sure the fuck do. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you got to go. You stay in. Bye. I'm coming. Got to go. Like, that's it. I'm <laughs> weak. <laughs> I'm going to let you know. Yeah. Mm. I got all the freedom. I feel like when I'm having sex, I feel like I have the power. All of it. Even though you're a bottom? Yeah. Mm. All of the power. Tell me why. Because I'm a powerful bitch. No, 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 no. I want to know, too. Like, I'm interested because, like... I don't get yackles or fuck like that, so I want to know what's going on. No, I'm very much the type that I'm like, ew, no, not today. I'm not going to jump and do for anyone. But the power is in the bottom because the 
bottom is the one being pleased and yeah. they get to dictate the pace of things, mm-hmm. how much they want, how little they want when you switch positions. Exactly. So you And when it's over. Can you share some of your own personal tips for great sex? Like, what do you do that you're like, this is what makes me a great lover? <laughs> well, we got some shy ones yeah, today. No, no not uh, even shy. I literally am shy ones. I'm digging I'm deep to try to be honest. Right, to really go. No, um, do you me, have moves? Do you I have just, a- I mean, I could dance my ass off. So, nigga, I got the hips. I got all that. So, like, you know, I'm stroking. Yeah, I'm stroking the motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so when you say you move your hips, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Like, is there, can you show me? Is Most there, is it, uh, is it about... Do emotion? I, gotta, I gotta get up and do something real quick. I would quick. like to. Wait, why are you recording this? <laughs> or is it more intention? Um, <laughs> no, I'm a dancer at heart, but like everyone always be like, oh, you dance so good, you can fuck so good. I mean, uh, hold on, let me let me show y'all a little bit something real quick. Shit, like, I can't. You know, he like, got up like he was so old, though. Right. My knees. <laughs> my knees. <laughs> my knees. <laughs> my knees. <laughs> you know, when you go in, and it's just like. Oh, it's the motion. Oh, it is really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you yeah, got a real shirt. I love it here. Yeah. Great, great knees. Great knees. <laughs> oh, go down. Megan is shaking. Yeah. We'd love to see it. But you got to keep up, though, Kev. Bitch, uh, you can. Come on. I have a whole knee injury. Come on. And a sprained ankle. I'm not doing well in the world right now. I swear to God. I would. You know I would get down on the ground. I do know that. In a heartbeat. But the bitch is in pain. Do you feel, because that to me is a lot of show. But it's beautiful show. Because sex is about, too, I think, the showmanship aspect of it. To mm-hmm. get really get into it. So do you think that that's what gay men do really well? Is they create a show. They make it visual. That was fantasy for me. It looked good. It looked so good. But it's real, though. Well, there it is. Okay. In every other species, the male is the one who peacocks. Like, they're the mm-hmm. ones who create the show. They yeah, create sure. the excitement. But specifically, like, in heterosexual relationships, it's like the man is, like, the least colorful. Like, he dulls himself down. Mm-hmm. So it's cool sure. to see a man be like, no, look at me. Right. Look That's at it. my ass. Right. Look at his hips. Look at the bitch Cherry. Right. Kev, what's your tips? I mean, don't be a little punk-ass bitch when you're in there. Just, like, do your fucking best, bitch. That's all we can do at this point. And at the same don't time, be shy. Just, right, I think don't be, be shy. Yeah. Be you. Be real. Say some shit. Don't be like, oh, you know, I want to lick you on your... Like, no. Be like, I want to fuck the shit out of you. <laughs> I want you to nut it. Like, go there with it. Like, nobody likes a little... You got prude. one single snap. Oh, <laughs> that's all I needed. <laughs> but nobody wants a prude in bed at all. It doesn't matter how fine you are. If you are holding your breath and quiet, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> and that's something that Jade talked about. That's the thing that she learned from watching gay porn is how to talk that shit. Yeah. Talking shit is everything from like, that's hey. why we love the city girls. That's why okay. we love all the music. That's why we, <laughs> right. Like, that's why we love those songs because we don't even know if that's their real life, but talking that shit is so attractive to me. Just say whatever, say it. <laughs> You're there. Can you guys do a live tutorial? Like, what are some of the go-to phrases that have worked. Well, what are things? Honestly, that, everything that they've—we already all know what they—we've all. We seen don't the, all. We don't all know. Shan, you Assume, are a whole sex. Okay, Kevin, know, I'm bitch. here for the kids. Okay, y'all pay attention, bitch. I'm here I'm for the kids, <laughs> and they don't all know. Wow. So, what are some go-to phrases that get the job done? 
Because it's like, yeah, it's like, you want that nut? Like, that's what they say. Um, like, no, yeah. I was going to say, like, bang me. You want that nut? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. What's the address? That's not it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and outside. Where you at? Like, no. where we going? Um, or even, like, somebody whispering in your ear, like, when you're out and about, it's like, I'm going to fuck this shit out of you tonight when I get home. Oh, my gosh. Like, yes. And that'd be so weird when you're walking in the club because you look good and you're walking. And then some weird creepo or whoever, like, walks beside you. Like, oh, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. He's like, like, oh, my God. Good. I knew I should have worn this blush. It's working. <laughs> That's literally... That's literally it. So to boil it down, there's still a lot of people out there who have never even seen men kiss. They don't engage in that kind of content. If they saw it in the street, they would turn away. Like, they are not comfortable with watching two men be intimate together. But the point that we're trying to make here is that not only should you, from a humanity perspective, because love is love and it's beautiful to see, but for your own fucking good. Yeah. You are missing out. You are losing out on an opportunity to expand your own sexual potential by looking away. So if you met somebody like that, what would you tell them about the beauty that comes from men loving on each other? I think there's beauty in it, but for a straight, I think it's more for the the female to be like, oh, hey, babe, let's watch a gay porn or do something. It's more the female's movement to do that more Why? than the straight man. They might only think, oh, let me bend her over, let me fuck her from the ass, and that's it, you know, let me do that, dog is out, and is it, then we're done. But there's so much more positions and things where, in the gay world, where I feel like straight women look at and see where it's like, oh, damn, that, he could do that. I could flip upside down like a fucking dog and do all that shit, you know, and do that too. So you're saying that straight women should show their straight men gay porn so that straight men know what they can do with their bodies because they um, may not see it any other way. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. Because you know what? I think lesbians would argue that they have the best sex. Mm, I don't know. No. I, no. I think it, like a more pleasurable thing you would want a real dick inside you. Like, No. You know what's actually interesting <laughs> I mean, that you're saying? Like, you talking mean, about a dildo. You, I mean, you may or may not like, because uh, a dildo doesn't get soft. A dildo doesn't have to change positions mm-hmm. because thing, they're right? about to bust a nut. It's, yeah. you know, they it's have consistent. the, they're consistent. Uh, they can right. provide exactly the simulation that you're looking for as long as you want it for, how long and right. where. And there's a lot more stipulations when it comes to a penis. That's why if you're trying to do that, you can knock it out in five minutes versus the whole kind the of whole, situation. Because yeah. right. it's, it's, it's that... That thing about like, okay, I I don't get fucked like that, you know what I'm saying? But I'm more of a top. Um, I am a top, um, and I just I've dealt with people, and it's like a lot of straight women love gay guys, so then they see that this gay man could do fucking acrobats and all that bullshit. What's my man doing? That's why it's taking The girls are like, okay, well, he can do a flip and do this backwards. Let me see if I can do it. Let me turn my man on. Let me do something like that. So they, they feed off of the gay community. Shout out to Kevin and Javante Rose for being honest and funny and real. If you want more Kevin and Javante, you can find Kevin on Instagram at I am Kevin Wade. Trust me, that is like an easy, just go and follow him. He's 
so, so funny and so inspiring. You can follow Javante at I am Javante Rose. Lastly, and most importantly, shout out to you. Thank you for your contributions to this episode. Thank you for being here. Your presence is a present. And if you find yourself wanting to talk during these podcasts, I want that from you. So make sure you're signed up to my mailing list by going to shanboudram.com slash list, because that's how you find out about future episodes that you could chime in on and hopefully be featured on the podcast. And speaking of the podcast, final housekeeping notes, please, if you have a second, go rate and review this podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you know when new pods drop the following weeks. And yeah, just just keep being great. It's um, (laughs) nothing else to say. I just actually, let me just say this in summary. Let's just wrap this whole bad boy up. Gay sex is not just for gay men. Not only should you watch this because love is love and beautiful and we can all learn something from one another, but there is something uniquely hot, cool, and educational about the way that gay men love on each other. So I hope as a result of this episode, you're able to add some new tricks to your toolbox and that, yeah, maybe you give gay porn a chance in your bedroom and beyond. I uh, watched gay porn for the first time this week. Thank you, I'm a big hero, I appreciate that. Here's the thing, I didn't really want to watch gay porn, but my woke friends kind of like pressured me into it, you know? They were like, come on, man, you never saw gay porn before? And I was like, no, I haven't seen it. And they were like, come on, dude. You never even looked at it? You never even clicked on it? What are you, like, homophobic? I was like, all right, first of all, no. Second of all, it seems like a weird way to support a group of people, I think, you know? <laughs> Lovers and Friends is executive produced by Shared Entertainment Shamboodram and Lauren Morrison. Also produced by Stitcher's Jackie Sojiko, Two West Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Our mixing engineers are Brendan Burns and Marcus Hom. The Lovers and Friends theme song is produced by Sean Ross and performed by Jared Brady, who also does the scoring and sound design. Jasmine Henley-Brown is the executive producer at More Sauce, and this podcast is powered by More Sauce from Stitcher.